say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. He is the representative for District 9, Halifax West Armdale, and we're talking traffic today. We're talking about cars and people, uh, both the issue of the street calming and uh, pedestrian push buttons, not beg buttons. That's not what we're talking. We're calling them for a reason. Uh, Sean Cleary, it's great to speak with you again. That's good to talk to you again, Sheldon. The conversation at the Transportation Standing Committee today about uh, these intersections that have pedestrian crossings with the button. Um, Where does Halifax seem to be going with this issue? So part of the uh, issue with people who push a button, uh, or sorry, people who don't push a button and don't get the walk signal, is that light timing might be shorter than it would be if you did push the button. So instead of saying having 16 seconds to get across that intersection, you might only have eight. And so you may get halfway across that intersection and uh, cars start coming through while you're in the crosswalk. And so clearly that makes it unsafe for people. So where you have the automatic recall, it assumes once that walk signal goes up, whether someone's pushed a button or not, you get those 16 seconds in the crosswalk. And so one of the things that we've been doing in order to make uh, crossing safer is giving people more time. So we've adjusted a number of crosswalks and intersections to actually have a longer period of what they call a phase, a longer phase for the pedestrian. Also, we've added at, uh, I think we're probably up to 12 or 15 intersections now, what we call LPIs, leading pedestrian intervals. So when you get to the intersection and uh, the walk signal comes up, the walk signal comes up before the green light comes up for the vehicles. And so the pedestrian gets about halfway through or more uh, through a crosswalk before the light even turns green for the vehicle, making that pedestrian more visible and also having traveled further in it so that they're less likely to be not seen by a car and get hit by a car. And so all of these things combined, some of them are incremental. You might only get a little bit of extra safety from the LPI. You get a little bit of extra safety by having more time in the crosswalk. You get a little bit of extra time by, you know, perhaps not having a turn signal when a pedestrian is in there because we've done a number of right turn restrictions now at a number of intersections. And so all of these things add up and they're staff are being very strategic. So they're not going out into, you know, Clayton Park. They're not going out into Fall River and and making these things happen there. Because as you said earlier, you don't have a lot of pedestrians at some of these intersections. But where we do have them, we have to make those safer because that's where we're having the pedestrian vehicle collisions. And I'm proud to say just in the last two years, now, of course, the last year with COVID, it's hard to really tease out what's happening. But in 2019, we had a 39% reduction in the number of vehicle pedestrian collisions in Halifax. Last year, we had a 50% reduction over the 2019, which was already low to begin with. But of course, we also know that at the beginning of the pandemic, I don't know, I don't know how many, probably 80% of the cars were off the road anyway. And so, you know, even as vehicle uh, vehicles uh, on the road have been increasing over the last few months, we're still having a noticeably reduced number of vehicle pedestrian collisions in Halifax. 
I wonder how this then aligns with the conversation earlier, and I'll, I'll ask you about process in a second. This was a standing committee. Uh, a motion was brought forward and voted on. Uh, but that conversation about traffic calming, uh, it's one thing to say that pedestrians have, you know, pedestrians first. Uh, but as I noted, I think one of the other uh, WHO considerations should be that lead foot is another sing- uh, symptom of uh, this COVID-19, that people are driving quickly. The uh, police have noted how many tickets they're handing out. So can you can you talk to me how this works within that whole scope of 29,000 street or 2,900 streets that you're looking at qualifying for, for street calming or traffic calming? Yeah, so traffic calming uh, can be done in a number of different ways, but the point of all of it is to slow vehicles down. So if you uh, you mentioned the WHO earlier, so if you look at graphs that show the uh, risk of fatality, and they do it at various ages, but let's say a child, for example, the risk of fatality, if you're hit uh, by a vehicle traveling at, say, 50 kilometers an hour is about 80%. It completely reverses at 30 kilometers an hour. You've, you've got about a 90% chance of surviving that crash. So we want to get speeds down so we give people, if they do get hit, a chance to keep living. And so older people and children are most vulnerable uh, uh, for a variety of reasons. Physically is one of the reasons if they get hit. It's especially if you're older, uh, much more likely to have injury, much more likely to die from those injuries. And so if we can get speeds down and we can do that through speed humps, what they call vertical deflections, if we can do it through um, narrowing of traffic, we know from a number of studies done around North America, you get about a 16 kilometer an hour reduction in the 85th percentile speed for every foot you narrow a road. And you'll notice the difference. If you're on the, the 100 series highway, for example, those lanes are 12 and 13 feet wide. You feel very comfortable doing 100, 110, 120. Once you get into the city, though, and you get into sort of 10 foot wide or less lanes, it feels like you got to go slower. And so we know that when you have uh, obstacles on either side of a vehicle, parked cars are one example, vehicles slow down. And so by doing things like narrowing the roadways through what we call curb extension. So if you've been on places like uh, Vernon Street with the local street bikeway there, you would have seen the curbs extending out into the road um, at Oxford and um, Berlin Street, where Ardmore Park is, they uh, put curb extensions there. What that does is as a vehicle is traveling towards it, if they're doing, say, 50 or 60, it, it feels uncomfortable as you're approaching those curbs. And so you automatically start braking and slowing down to a 30 or 40 kilometer an hour range, which is where we want the speeds to be if you're near a playground. And so by doing those things and slowing traffic down, you reduce the percent chance of a collision happening and you reduce the injury or fatality that'll happen if there's a collision that happens at that location. And so that is unbelievably important if we want to really reduce the number of injuries and fatalities on our roads. If, in fact, uh, there are many uh, neighborhoods where they would qualify for this traffic calming, and we look at the bigger picture, which is these are dollars, tax dollars being expended to do this work, when, in fact, it's a personal responsibility in many ways. You have full control of your vehicle. Driving is a privilege, not a right. Uh, and the the whole conversation, I know there was a staff report about uh, red light cameras, and they didn't call it uh, photo radar, but the technology that goes behind that. And we've got, obviously, a new cabinet in place. You've got uh, Halifax Atlantic, member of the Legislative Assembly, uh, Brenda McGuire, who I feel is probably alive to and awake to these types of concerns. Do you feel that 
photo radar is something that uh, will happen at some point in the next year? I don't know about the next year. So a big barrier to us doing photo radar and red light cameras is the provincial legislation. So the Motor Vehicle Act right now doesn't allow us to do it. And But the changes have already been made in the uh, Traffic Safety Act, the, the new act that will replace the Motor Vehicle Act. That's been uh, passed by the legislature, but the regulations are only now coming out and they're actually still consulting on those. And so I'm hopeful, I'm very hopeful that sometime during 2021 that those regulations will be finished and the uh, new act will be proclaimed. Once it's proclaimed, we then have the uh, legal authority to put red light cameras and photo radar out. Our staff, if you were listening to our budget committee meeting yesterday, uh, Mr. Brad Anguish had mentioned that we're doing a study and someone asked, what are you studying? He said, well, we're not studying whether we're going to do it or not do it, whether it's beneficial or not. We already know that. What we're studying is how to implement it when we get the authority to do it. And actually, when I was on the Transportation Standing Committee in my first year, I brought a motion forward to look at this because the Motor Vehicle Act has a non-proclaimed clause that allows a municipality to do a pilot project on red light cameras. And we were told at that time that there was no need to do the pilot because the province was uh, bringing their their traffic safety act in and it would be ready to go in 2020 and we would have the authority. And here we are, of course. I mean, I'm going to cut them some slack. Yeah, sure. We had a pandemic, you know, takes a long time to get stuff done, but uh, we're very close now. So the thing about, um, you know, you talked about personal responsibility. Yes, there is some personal responsibility when it comes to driving. But what engineers know is that they have what are called the three E's, engineering, enforcement, and education. Now, of course, the province is responsible for education in terms of driver licensing, but we do our own uh, you know, uh, campaigns around public safety, street safety, driver responsibility, pedestrian responsibility. So we're involved in that as well. But engineering and enforcement are under our uh provincial or our municipal authority. So police officers, obviously we have traffic police that go out and monitor these things, but engineering is the most important part. If you can design a road that um, gets people to go slower on it, you don't need enforcement. You need less education just through the engineering. And for a personal responsibility, how well has that been working for Alberta? So you look at COVID and you look at Jason Kenney saying, oh, look, we're all great Albertans. We're going to look after each other. And they're the worst on a per capita basis for COVID cases than any other province. So we know that personal responsibility when it comes to a public health uh, epidemic and traffic collisions and uh, deaths and injuries are a public health epidemic it doesn't work as well as having good regulation. Well, this is an important conversation and uh, traffic levels are starting to get back up, not nearly where they were before the pandemic, but uh, we're coming up on the first year anniversary of it. So I suspect uh, with vaccinations and that, the city will start to come alive with more vehicles and more pedestrians. And clearly and this will be really beneficial. So as much as I, I like to see traffic down, I also like to see our restaurants and hotels and retailers downtown doing uh, well. And as we know right now, pedestrian uh, traffic downtown, like Barrington Street, the waterfront, is down about 56%. Uh, traffic volumes are down, I think, probably still around 80% compared to where they were before. There's just not very many people getting downtown right now. So I'm hoping with vaccines, with you know good masking, because it's going to take us a while to get through this. I was on a great call this morning with Dr. 
uh, Joanne Langley. She's at IWK and with the Center for Vaccinology. Fantastic presentation on our response, the rollout, how many vaccines we're getting, um, the how we're uh, getting that out to other parts of Nova Scotia, what the timeline's going to look like. And, uh, you know, we'll be okay probably by the fall, you know, maybe the end of the year. But, you know, how, how do we open up to the rest of the place? And I'd love to see those uh, tourists back on our roads. I just want them driving safer. And eight new cases today, and they're not sure exactly where they came from. So it's obviously uh, something we have to be mindful of. So a uh, reminder for people, if the button is there, push it. It might not be neat. You might not have to, but if it's there, you should use it. And that brings up a whole other discussion for another time. Counselor, yeah. I really do appreciate having a, a few moments of your day today. No worries. I appreciate it. Thanks, Sheldon. As mentioned, Sean Cleary is the representative for District 9. That's Halifax West and Armdale. I'm Sheldon McLeod, and we're thinking out loud for the Saltwire Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.